It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It is December 28th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. He is off in, in Saskatchewan. Just can't you tune with the family right now. Uh, he is hoping to get back today. There is a chance he may be off tomorrow, though, again, because apparently the roads are just not good right now. And, of course, everybody's like, do not risk it. Come when the roads are good. That is good. How are you? It feels like it's been forever. I'm not going to lie. When I got into work today, I was trying to speak and my mouth wasn't really working. It's like, geez, it's only been five days since I've been on the radio. How do you do this again? First newscast, I was stumbling, all, I was just boofing all over the place. Boof, boof. Uh, we're back now, though. My mouth is sort of working-ish today. You know, it was a bit of a rough ride the morning. Um, this is nuts because for the first time in, I don't know, since I've done mornings, I adjusted back to a fully normal human schedule. And I was sleeping in till like 8.30. I honestly don't remember the last time I've done that since we've started this morning show. So uh, it was a bit of a rough one. Again, waking up at 3.30 in the morning, I was just like, where am I? What is this? But here we are. We're good. Uh, I missed you. It's fun to be back on the air. Love ya. Uh, had a fun show today as well. Coming up, we've got some small town news. Of course, it's been a while since we've done that. We've been off for five days. Uh, also got a, another etymology for you. And then we throw back to some awesome soup parodies that Beckler and I did. Got a eulogy uh, for all the baggage that's gone missing over the last few days. That's coming up. Talk about one of my latest favorite Fortune 500 businesses. I have another million dollar idea for you, but first, your out of context cup of the show. Oh, where, oh, where could my baggage be? DNS in 20 minutes or less. Michael and I have this new segment. It's called Small Town News, and it's where we take literal news stories from small towns and we reiterate them because they're just, it's a lot different in small towns than it is in big cities like here. You know, you deal with stabbings and and assaults and these types of things. And in small towns, there's uh, a lot less when it comes to what they report on. The big news headlines are always just a little bit, a little bit slower, a little bit softer and really funny. This one actually a little bit different. It was inspired by a gentleman who uh, he was flying to Newfoundland and I saw his, his Facebook status and he says this, he said, you know you're on a plane to Newfoundland when a fella gets on the plane carrying an accordion and another fella randomly yells out, can anyone here give me a ride to Goobies? And someone immediately replies, yes, my buddy. I was like, that is absolutely hilarious. That is such a Newfoundland thing. Newfoundland as a whole is just kind of a small town, even though they're an entire province. I've got to say, uh, I also noticed a lot of small towns were reporting on power outages, which I always forget. That's a big thing in small towns as well, is the power outages that happen, right? And it's always a bit tougher to get the crews back out. And I guess this happened quite a bit over the holidays as well. So let's just kick right into it. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. Taxis at St. John's International Airport are in short supply. Lorne has started his own taxi service to transport residents to nearby towns. He's accepting payments in the form of cash or packs of darts. Bonnie Stevens is launching a complaint about the amount of profanity she hears from the high school boys. She's reminding the Johnson brothers that if they don't use more appropriate language, she'll take it upon herself to wash their mouths out with soap. And crews are actively trying to restore power to the Beaver Lodge rural area. 
crews are arriving by snowmobile, but it could be several days before power is fully restored. In the meantime, anyone with a spare generator is asked to call Terry, who needs it for his beer fridge. DNS in 20 minutes or less. I've actually got another small town news potentially for tomorrow based on a story that my boyfriend told me. Uh, So he has a friend who is in hockey. My boyfriend, too, works in hockey and was talking about something that happened to him at a tournament. And he actually wound up not getting suspended because of something that happened in the small town. And when you hear it, you will just you'll kill yourself because you're like only in a small town would this happen. It's one of the probably worst ways and punishments that you could you could actually have one of the worst ways to get punished, I'd say. Uh, so we will get to that tomorrow as well. Seriously, I love that segment. If you ever do have small town news, feel free to submit to Becker and I as well. You can always text or uh, any of the social media. If you don't have us on social media, then make sure you follow us there. Uh, message in whichever way. I don't care. We'd love to hear your small town news segments. Uh, it's funny because a, a friend of mine is from Newfoundland, small town in Newfoundland, Dildo, Newfoundland, actually. And she hears those. And every time she's like, these are actual stories from my town. Like every single one has happened in my small town. So there you go. You know, just a little homage to the small towners out there. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was thinking this might be a good time for a what are you grateful for? There's a lot of stress that comes along with the holidays. And I mean, this year, if you had to travel in any sort of vehicle, it seems like uh, it was way more stressful. So let's focus on a little good if we could. Uh, so I'm grateful for the fact that my parents did manage to get into Calgary. They were delayed and they lost some luggage. But honestly, for me, the fact that they actually did manage to make it here, it's a small miracle. Every single plane leaving Toronto was canceled the night before. My parents were flying out of Toronto, so we were mentally preparing. And I was like, that's okay. You know, if we don't make it, they were only supposed to be here for about 48 hours anyway. But they did. They somehow managed to get on a plane that did depart the next morning. And we spent 24 hours together for Christmas. So that was that was just phenomenal. You know what? I'm even thankful for having to witness my dad leaving the bathroom in his gitch when his underpants were hanging halfway down his ass and his exposed crack was there for everybody to see. It truly isn't Christmas without seeing my dad's coin purse. And you know what? My parents didn't make it to Calgary, wouldn't have witnessed this, and I'm even grateful for that. So, yes, I'm even thankful for my dad's bum cleavage. Okay? Sometimes it's the little things. So thank you for my parents' arrival and the view of my dad's half moon. His thunderbin disposal slot. Sometimes it's the little things, okay? I hope he's listening. He's going to be mortified about this. But it's true, Dad. I love you. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It's been a hell of an eventful travel season uh, this Christmas. Uh, there's a lot of people who, of course, have been stranded. That flights were canceled. People couldn't make it to the destinations. Absolutely awful. Uh, and you've probably seen all of the pictures of the the baggage, the luggage that's just abandoned all over the country and all these different airports and everything else, uh, including my parents. They lost a bag. But honestly, for us, we were just like, wow, you actually made it here. That was a small miracle. So the luggage, whether they get it back or not, whatever, uh, minor details in comparison to what other people are dealing with. Although I was thinking that perhaps I could send off the luggage that has gone missing uh, in style. Because my parents at least have come to terms with the fact they might not see it again. And uh, for that, I feel like maybe this luggage deserves a proper eulogy. So here we are. Okay. A eulogy for the baggage. We are gathered here today to remember the luggage that is God knows where right now. You've traveled to many a destination. You've been companions on lots of adventures, and by God, you've you've stored a lot of gitch. 
You've traveled both near and far and experienced many corners of the world with us. But uh, we can't deny you've been through the ringer. Manhandled by a lot of baggage carriers, you've been overstuffed, squashed, rammed, and forced in a lot of trunks. And your zippers, they have been put to the ultimate test. They've been squeezed, squished, and forced shut. Seriously, they should do studies on those zippers because it's miraculous they don't burst open with the amount of abuse they take. But you're on your own adventure now. Hopefully somewhere tropical. Because we've come to terms with the fact that, I mean, we may never see you again. Runway to runway. Destination to destination. Now, Beckler usually at this point does a a musical tribute. Uh, He's not here to do that, so here I am instead. Um, This is to the tune of Pearl Jam, Last Kiss. I'll do it in the style of Pearl Jam if I can as well. Oh, where, oh, where could my baggage be? A storm took it away from me. It's gone to London on a big jet plane. Don't have my gauge, but I made it, so I refuse to complain. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Janine, knows how much I love etymology and the origin of things, and uh, she works at Alpine Sausage here in the city, and she was telling me about how leading up to Christmas, they feature some of these weirder Christmas traditions that exist all over the world. So I got reading about them, and one of them is from Iceland, and they have one of the most hilarious Christmas traditions I've ever heard of. And we actually, we talked about this ages ago, but it's too good not to share again. So in Iceland, there isn't just one Santa. There are actually 13 Father Christmases, or Yule Lads, as they're called. And uh, each one of these Yule Lads visits the kids in the 13 days leading up to Christmas. But the thing is, they're all a little mischievous, and they have these little unique characteristics about them that are absolutely hilarious. Like, one is called Gully Gawk, okay? And he steals from buckets of cow's milk. So that's what he does. He goes around and he steals from buckets of of cow milk. He steals the foam from them. So this is like, what the hell? Then there's Stubby. So Stubby, uh, he gets his name because he's short, but he steals food from frying pans. That's what Stubby does. He's known to go around all the houses around Christmas and steal food from the frying pans. Then there's Door Slammer. He just stomps around and keeps everybody awake all night by slamming the doors. That's what he does. Just a a giant old door slammer. Uh, Then there's Pot Licker. Um, He literally licks pots. I kid you not. Pot Licker is his name. Uh, Sausage Swiper, who just goes around and steals sausages. So if you're having some sausage, then make sure you make extra because Sausage Swiper is going to go there and steal them. Uh, And then there's the strangest, perhaps, of all, uh, Spoon Licker. Who just creeps into your house in the middle of the night and licks all your spoons. That's what he does. I would love to sit down with whoever documented these Yule lads and made this a thing. Because honestly, spoon liquor? Like I just picture an elf on the shelf licking all of your spoons at night. You know, you go for cereal in the morning and all the spoons are just covered in elf spit. And there's an elf passed out with all the spoons around. Like, oh, got into too many of the spoons again. Like, oh, could could I just wake up one year at Christmas and not have to wash all the damn spoons before I mix my coffee? Honestly, spoon liquor. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So we got into some games when my family was in town over Christmas, and it got me thinking about what the best game is to play with the family. The goat, if you will, of family games. 
Uh, this is hilarious. We we actually wound up at a pub playing pool, which, I mean, now that we're older, this is the type of thing we can do now. Also hilarious, my mother, uh, who is a very proper lady, very pious as well, I got her to play Big Buck Hunter for the first time. We went out to a pub and we're... We're shooting some bucks on Christmas Day. Beautiful Christmas tradition, really. I'm feeling like this might need to be a thing now. Just shooting some bucks with some shotguns in the pub. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Uh, Anyway, as I got thinking about the goat of games to play, I was thinking, like, when we were younger, we used to play a lot of Uno. But that's only really for the younger kids, right? Like, as a family, we're also big into Boggle, a, a big Boggle family here. If you don't know what Boggle is, it's the one where you have to try and find words and you shake this thing up with all these random letters and you try and find the most words anyway. But, like, in terms of games that, that truly work for the whole family, would you say charades would be the goat? I mean, you don't need anything aside from your person to play charades, right? And it's one of the older of the classics. Maybe that. Pictionary is another one that's great, and it's been around for a long time. Or the newer Telestrations. You know, Go Fish was a consideration, too, but I think that's too elementary. No? Like, unless you have a lot of really young kids. I have to say, I'd argue that board game-wise, Ticket to Ride is becoming a big contender. That's a newer game, I know, but a ton of families... I now know play Ticket to Ride when they get together. The goat, though, it's a bit of a toughie. I may have to go with charades, just a classic. You know, once again, you don't need anything but just your person. Monopoly, I would say, but that's actually a family ruiner, okay? So that's the the way that if you don't want to speak to your family for a time, you, you bust out the Monopoly. Also, far too much time. It takes way too much time to play Monopoly. Is there anything I'm missing? The goat of family games. I'm I'm sticking with charades. I'm going with that. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So we got another submission for the Fortune 500 list over the weekend from friend of the show, Beverly. And I have to admit, there's been a bit of a slowdown on submissions for this. And I was growing a bit concerned, but here we are with a, a great one. By the way, for those who don't know, the Fortune 500 list is a list of local businesses with puns in their names. So you can submit them if you ever see one, let us know. Uh, but here's one that I'd never heard of before. And again, just phenomenal. It's a business called Specs in the City. So a play on six in the city, but Specs in the City. So it's an optometry business, needless to say. So Specs as in glasses, Specs in the City. Okay, and it's in the city. And actually their logo is a pair of glasses with the Calgary skyline in it, just kind of like the Shakes in the city logo is, but for Calgary. So everything about this, just a home run. Bravo, Specs in the City, bravo. You'll be immediately added to the Fortune 500 list. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So a friend of the show, Mark, was asking, he goes, what is the etymology of the word soup? Of course, right now, a lot of people are making, you know, the, the turkey soups and stuff, the leftovers. You, you just toss into a pot and you make a soup. And I was like, that's a damn good question, Mark. So I looked into it. Uh, so the word soup comes from Latin sop which used to specifically mean a piece of bread eaten in a broth. So literally sopping something up. That's where we get the term like sopping it up. Uh, The word suppa was also used for this. And that is where we got the word supper from. But in the 17th century, this is where that translation changed from bread soaked in broth to just meaning the broth itself. And that's because we stopped making soups with bread in it. Prior to that, just about every soup we made had bread in it. And that's when you'd call it kind of that was where soup came from. But this shifted. So then the word just came to mean the actual liquid soup itself, not the bread soaked within. But there you go. Supper 
in its oldest usage, literally means bread sopped up by a liquid. That's what supper means. That's what we used to have for supper. So there you go. Also, Beckler and I did these ridiculous soup parodies a while back, and this is a great excuse to pull those up. Uh, Here's one of them. This is soup. There it is. I just wanted to replay this for you because it's really dumb. So thought you'd maybe appreciate it. You're welcome. Soupy people! Yeah! Soup dog, soup truck in full effect. That's me with a recipe and my salt and pepper and my big box of crackers. We're turning on the stove, turning on the stove, and it goes a little something like this. Soup dog back again. Pot it, chop it, let's begin. Soupy pot, soupy pennies, let me hear some noise. Extra spice in the pot, extra hot, your choice. There's a potty over here, a potty over there. Too much spice for your poor little derriere. These three words mean you're ready to chow down. Soup, there it is. Soup, there it is. Soup, there it is. Soup, there it is. So I was in my kitchen last night and I was wearing shoes because the floor was cold and uh, I tripped on my own shoelace and I hit the deck and I hit the deck like I fell hard. I almost took out my wine rack, managed not to, but the bottles of wine were all swaying and it was, of course, right in front of the window. So I'm sure my neighbors were laughing, but I landed face first on the floor. Didn't hurt myself too badly, though. I have a couple nice bruises on my knees, but all things considered, I am fine. Uh, I'm lucky, though, because I use the techniques that I've learned snowboarding on how to fall properly, which definitely helps, I find. After falling so much, you kind of learn the least painful way of doing it, right? But this got me thinking. You know what we need to offer is classes on how to fall properly, especially as you get older. Like, if somebody is older and they have a bad fall, it can be detrimental to their health. Like, it, hell, it could it could result in serious tragedy. So what if... You offered the elderly a master class on how to fall with the least impact. And I know I just said elderly, but actually everybody could benefit from this class, especially here in Calgary, where a schnook rolls through and makes it a damn skating rink everywhere. A friend of mine is in Taekwondo and talks about how she learned how to fall in that class and how much it's benefited her. A fall class. This is a million dollar idea. I also would probably take it to brush up because, again, I, I do have some bruised knees and I did still fall, but... I think that this is honestly going to make somebody millions. You're welcome. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I keep seeing this post for a band called The Bark Hells. So I guess they're a cover band from Edmonton, but every single time I see that name, I immediately think that they're a dog Arkells cover band. Like the name The Bark Hells, way too close to the Arkells. And of course, we talking dogs here. My brain goes down a rabbit hole of other dog pun band names, right? So we could have a full-out festival. Came up with a few for you. Queens of the Bone Age. The Bark Side of the Moon. Of course, a Pink Floyd dog cover band, of course. Notorious D.O.G. Okay. Metallica. Metallica. Mm -hmm. Barky Bark and the Funky Bunch. I think my favorite, though, in place of the band Butthole Surfers, which a ridiculous band name to begin with, but the Butthole Sniffers. Yeah, okay, I think that one wins. I can't see your response right now, but I know you're laughing at that one. I think we need to actually have a dog cover band festival. I don't know if we're even that far away from that being a thing, actually. You know when all those competitions, the dog races and stuff happen? Along with that, you just put your your dogs up and you dress them up to 
to look like different members of these bands. And then we have a, a dog cover band festival. I'm all for it. You in? You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.